Now, it's Thursday Finance with Stephen Pritchard, Certified Practicing Accountant and Financial Advisor. And today on Thursday Finance, Stephen Pritchard, we are going to talk about building a share portfolio. That's how you start at the beginning and make it all happen. That's how you start at the beginning, yes. So that's what we're going to be doing. We'll also have our market update um, during the program and take a look at what's happening generally on the finance scene. What's the world doing financially speaking, Stephen Pritchard? Um, it's a bit all over the place this week. Uh, the, the gold price was down $91.13 an ounce to $2,183.48. Um, the copper price was da- was up, sorry, $27.12 a tonne to $8,448.60. And the crude oil price was down uh, 22 cents a barrel to $88.90 Australian. Well, I've been looking at iron ore being loaded into trains ready for export. How's that price going? Do you think uh, it's um, up I haven't, I haven't got the iron ore Oh, well, price. we'll just have well, to. You, you could have. <laughs> Looked it up while you were there. I, I was tempted to bring a pocket full. Oh, well, you, can, you can just pick it up over in WA, can't you, off the ground? Yeah, exactly. That's where they get it from. Yes. Um, and the currencies, uh, the Australian dollar's up against all the major currencies around the world. Uh, we're up to 68.62 US cents. Um, uh, Great British against the Great British Crown, we're 55.66 uh, pence. Against the New Zealand dollar, we're $1.06. And against the euro, we're 62.33 euro cents. Mm. So we're all a bit wealthy going overseas. A bit of That's always nice. Bit, well, a bit more wealthier if we're investing in the equities markets around the world. Okay, uh, the Australian market, yeah, the yeah. Australian market was up 31.4 points on the week to uh, 6,752. Uh, the S&P 500 was above 3,000 at the close yesterday at 24.8. Up 24.9 to 3,000.93, and the UK was up 66.9 um, points to 7,338.03. Mm, now, did you say oil? Um, we'll get to oil. We'll We're not to, there yet. We're, We're looking at uh, some. Popular stocks. Some popular, some things local investors like. Yeah. So, so we, we've made a bit of money here this week. Yeah, um, BHP, which must have been you looking at the iron ore exports, was up 85 cents to $36.92. Um, CBA was up $1.35 to $80.60. Uh, NIB was up 7 cents to $7.30. And Paul Telstra was down 3 cents to $3.56. But it's still well over $3. It's over $3, yeah. yes. Okay. So, mm-hmm. anyway, I don't think quite got to four dollars in this last mm, run it got yeah. to 399 okay. at the beginning of uh, august anyhow uh fuel prices uh newcastle uh dollar 36 a litre which is um two dollars uh, sorry down 2.3 cents uh sydney's a dollar 33 a litre which is up two cents uh diesel in newcastle's a dollar 47.8 which is down 0.2 of a cent and diesel in sydney's a dollar 44.1 which is down 0.4 of a cent and again lower than Newcastle. Ah, uh, again, yeah. lower than Newcastle, yeah. 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 It happens. There's more people there, doesn't it? Yeah, it's okay. So that's our look at what's happening globally. Well, nationally. Nationally, Well, around the place and how it affects us. What's happening in the marketplace at the moment. And, uh, well, I've been looking at iron ore mines and You've things. You've been looking at iron ore mines? But what about coal? That's uh, what we it's, tend it's to been, do here Generally, it's been more. a bit quiet this time of year. You know, it was very busy a couple of weeks ago with all the, the annual reports coming out, and but uh, but now it's a bit quieter, so we're, we're just having a look at a few other things. So... Um, 
Whitehaven Coal, which is a large coal producer, has come out and, and says that um, uh, it believes that the quality of its product will protect it from any shrinking in global coal sales. Um, so under the Paris Agreement, that's um, talked about, people are supposed to reduce their emissions, and one of the ways you're supposed to reduce your emissions is burning less coal, um, and, and that would mean translate into um, less sales for coal mines. Um, but Whitehaven seems to think that their coal such a high quality coal that uh, it's not going to affect them at all and they've got a, a sufficient high quality coal for the next 20 years. So yeah, different types of coal has different types of um, uh, uh, uses. They, use, they use uses as yeah. well as uh, carbon and sulphur yeah. and ash content which all affects pollution. So, Wouldn't you think that the best quality coal doesn't have all that much in the way of emissions? Yeah, yeah Australian emissions. coal Australian coal's uh, is regarded as a high quality coal, unlike some of the coals that are mined in China and Indonesia and um, um, India. Mm. Yeah, so there's, that's highly it's got a lot more emissions. Um, but but and then because there's coals and there's coals. I mean, this, the, the two major type of coals is the thermal coal and the coking coal. And the thermal coal is used in things like power stations. And the coking coal, of course, is used in blast furnaces to produce oh, steel. Right. Okay. So, so it's interesting. And another coal story: New Hope, New Hope Corporation, which um, which originally uh, had a coal mine up in in Queensland called Ackland, but they've also bought Bengala in the Hunter Valley, which is a high quality coal mine. I'm told, um, as waiting for expansion approval from the Queensland government of their New Ackland coal mine, and they've been waiting for so long that they've started putting off some of their existing staff. They talk about reducing the Force by 50% waiting for the Queensland government to make up their mind. Mm, okay. So, mm. so uh, a bit of coal interest there. Um, yeah, moving on to fertiliser. Fertiliser, yeah. So, Incitec Pivot's a company that makes fertiliser and explosives. Um, they're, they're now thinking of it, which is interesting because originally it was a, a, a um, fertiliser company. Then they bought this explosive business. Um, and now they're thinking of spinning off the fertilizers mm -hmm. because the fertilisers um, haven't been going so well principally because of the drought and the other issue they've got is that the price of uh, uh, natural gas which is a big input into fertiliser is so high can, like in Australia it's, it's almost two-thirds the price of the natural gas pricing that is in the US which is just amazing mm -hmm. and now they think of ditching their fertiliser business and Elders, Elders Rural Group has put up their hand as a possible buyer for that. Well, that would match with that their other match rural their other, pursuits. Yeah, their other rural pursuits and their, their other rural stores around Australia. Yes. Yeah, so, okay. so, so that's it. So, Syrah Resources. Yeah, what yeah, do Syrah, they produce? Uh, they produce graphite okay. in Mozambique. Oh, right. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Not wine at all, despite the fact that it's called Syrah, which is sometimes the way the grape is spelt. Anyway. Oh, is it? They are graphite what, people. red grapes? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> so okay. No they grapes. produce graphite, graphite. in Mozambique. Yep. Um, graphites are used in um, battery productions, and they've been a big demand because of storage batteries for solar power. And anyhow, for some unexplained reason, the price of graphite's um, fallen, um, and they've announced that they're cutting back the production of their Mozambique mine by sixty-six percent. And of course, the um, share price of uh, 
Sarah Resources. Sarah Resources. Has, has, has correspondingly plummeted. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Now, Jerry Harvey's had something to say as well. Yeah, Jerry Harvey's been having a lot of bit to say, but of course, um, so, so, so he's now saying, which, which I kind of knew that was true, that Jerry Harvey's had a number of the superannuation fund trustees coming along to Harvey Norman and telling him how to run the company um, and telling him that, that they don't comply with the trustees' corporate governance checklists. Mm. Uh, Mr mm-hmm. Harvey says that they come along and do this and he throws the checklist straight in the garbage bin. Uh, files it in the circular file yes, system. Yes, yes. But yep. he has raised a rather interesting issue. The job of the superannual trustees is to maximise the return to the... Um, investors. To the investors. Yeah. And he did point out that, you know, Myers satisfies all the government governance checklists but isn't really making any money and Harvey Norman's making bucket loads of money and there is an issue that if, if they're investing in Meyer because it satisfies the corporate governance checklist and not Harvey Norman, um, it may be a breach of their trustees' duties, which, which is quite a reasonable argument. You know, the, mm. the job of the trustees is to maximise the return for the beneficiaries. That's true. That's yeah. an interesting one. So anyhow, Jerry, Jerry's told them not to come round and not to come round and get his free cup of tea. And <laughs> okay, <laughs> that'll be interesting. Yeah. And uh, energy shares. Yeah, Pacific Energy. Pacific Energy owns a number of power stations um, in um, Western Australia and other mining sites where where the mines in remote areas and hasn't got access to... um, uh, baseload power. Um, Pacific Energy installs these power stations and owns and operates them. Um, you know, a few months ago they were trading at sixty cents. Then the takeover offer came at ninety cents, and uh, another one this week from a Canadian infrastructure company at a dollar eight. So anyone who's got um, some Pacific Energy shares um, is done quite well. But the interesting thing about this is, is, is the Canadian people, infrastructure funds, want to invest in these remote power stations seem to think that the, um, some of these mining industries uh, are going to be continuing for a long time. Mm. Yeah, they do. And you've Obviously. been up inspecting them. I've been inspecting them, yes. Very interesting. And uh, one last thing. And one Lease. last thing. Uh, Len Lease, which is Australia's best-known developer, um, so I'm told. Anyhow, uh, their share price um, jumped dramatically in the last week or so after they after they uh, called it into the downturn in the housing. Oh, and everybody prices. believes them. They might be right. They might be right. Um, it's interesting that they say that because yeah. I, I'm not sure that that's right. But anyhow. Yeah, yeah yes. Uh, at the moment, they're a lone voice saying the downturn is finished. Oh, there's a few other people. There's a number of real estate okay. agents saying the market's bottomed. And, uh, mm, yeah. um, I was speaking to someone the other day that said that, yeah, well, while they're saying that the clearance rates are actually going up, but the volume that's going through the auctions is actually about one-tenth of what it was before. Oh, that's a considerable drop. Yes. Mm. So anyhow... Time will tell. And they're a fairly influential player after... Yeah, Lindley's is a big company. So, yeah. They built a lot of Australia Square. I mean, they built Australia Square in the 1960s at one, one famously one floor a week. Oh. Um, I, I doubt you could build something like that now at one floor a week. Yes. Thursday Finance and Stephen Pritchard... If you've got some cash around and you should be thinking about looking after it, one of the good ways is to... Yeah, uh, I mean, what seems to be happening lately, more people are uh, wanting to invest in the share market because of the perceived higher returns that they're getting than than their their term deposits at the 
at the bank. I mean, and it's a while now that the term deposits and any yeah, interest two, is, two is right percent probably, uh, yeah. probably. Yeah, I mean, yeah. probably shop around and get a bit over two. Um, but that's probably about it. But because one of the things they don't kind of appreciate is that that that. Um, Yes, you might get a five percent dividend on um, your, your bank shares, but mm. but but the value of your capital can go up and down, whereas it can't on a term deposit. Yes. So 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 one of the ways to protect you protect you um, and, and try and protect you is, is to build a bit of a portfolio. So instead of going along and you know putting all your money in CBA shares to get the the dividend, you need to think about um, a portfolio approach to a share portfolio. So the first thing you need to think about is um, how much money you've got invested. Now, it's it's already well saying to have a portfolio approach, but you've only got a small amount of money that becomes that becomes difficult. Yeah. And why is that? Well, I mean, we say you used to need to buy about five thousand dollars. Okay. So if you have less, then your costs in setting yeah, up. Yeah, your costs are setting up, and you're probably better off in a managed fund if you've got yeah. less. So what we'd say is that you need to diversify the portfolio, and and you need to buy about five thousand dollars in each individual stock. Okay, so you need more than well. It's better to have more than five thousand, yes. perhaps, if you're putting it. Or you're working. You can always work up to it. You can always it. work up to it. Yeah, that, that's yeah. right. You can always work up to it. So, 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 so diversification. So you need to diversify. Um, you need to diversify your portfolio. And 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 basically, I mean, a quick example of this is if you own one share, yeah. um, um, you've got all these risks. Uh, you are. Um, risk in respect to that share you own two shares and you've halved your risk okay because right. there'd be different risks for each, each right. share yeah, yeah, yeah. each type of share yeah so so if you look at the ultimate risk that the company goes broke mm. um you've basically halved your risk by having by having two shares because one goes broke the other one's still there <laughs> that's right so there, so then the next question is how many shares should we hold now there is there is some academic research that says you should hold a minimum of 14 um we we, we generally use um 20 because it's a nice even number and then you can work on a, a, a approximately 5% in each share. Okay, 5% what? Oh, 5%, 5% of, of what your investment. Got. Yeah, okay. so if, yes, you're, if you've got $100,000, you'd be looking at 20 shares of, of about $5,000 each. So your first thing you need to look at is, 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 is the amount you invest mm. and then you need to diversify across um, the number of shares you hold. Uh, it is, of course, all about building a share portfolio, making your money work for you at the moment and how the whole process works and how you should think about putting a share portfolio together. So you talked about diversification. Yeah, so we've talked about diversification, which is the number of one step of diversification is the number of shares you should actually hold. And, and we kind of recommend somewhere between four, 14 and 20, depending on how much money you've got. And the next thing you need to look at is the share market's divided into various sectors. Um, and there's a general industry classification sector code if we want to be we want to be technical. But basically, the sectors divide the, the share markets up into things. So you've got things like uh, banks, Banks, uh, retailers, um, automotive industries. Um, of course, in Australia, um, the mining, metals, and metals and mining are a big sector. Um, so, what you need to do then is look at um, the next step down. We know the number of stocks we want to look at. We then look at the, the sectors you want to invest in. So, for example, you know, you, one level of diversification would be to invest um, all your money into the big four 
into the big four banks. Yes. But the problem with that is they're all going to be affected by the same risk. If, if, if the government imposes tax on banks or, or um, interest rates fall to negative and their margins all fall away, mm. um, you can bet that what's happening at CBA and NAB are going to be happening at Westpac and ANZ. So, so what you need to do is look at what sectors, other sectors in the market there are and try and diversify further away some of, some of these risks. And, and you can do that. And, and we generally say that you need to have no more than 20% of your stock, you know, your investments in a particular sector. So that, that gets, you, gets you across um, five sectors. Okay, so supposing the market changes, of course, and supposing your investment in one particular sector goes up or goes down, that's going to change your percentage. Uh, yeah, that's changing your percentage. And you need, to, you need to look at this from time to time. Like people who invested in, for example, CSL have done extremely well over the longer term and, and you know some of those people don't want to sell those stock and and if they're happy with the if they're happy with that um that's fine but you you really need to look at look at once you've established your portfolio you really need to have a, a thorough look at it every 12 months but other than that you need to you need to keep an eye on it read the daily paper or listen to um the news or have a look at the announcements that scroll through um the more stocks you've got in the portfolio, the less particular notice you have to take of each particular one because you've got less less money riding. But also, the more stocks you've got in, the more the more you're going to probably track the market index. And then, if you you want a big way of tracking the market index, um, probably look at an ETF, which is a, just a, replicates the market index. Okay, so explain that a little bit further. An ETF is a is a is a, a like a bundle of shares you buy in one go. Exchange uh, traded, traded funds, funds. and mm-hmm. you can buy them over the ASX uh, 200 and ASX 300. Um, and basically, what that means is you you give your hundred thousand dollars to the ETF provider, and they 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 use various formulas depending which fund you, which ETF you're using, and you end up with holdings in two or three hundred stocks. So, what happens then when part of the market goes up or down? Do uh, they your ETF that? your ETF should track the market. And that means that they will sell things that aren't doing so well. Yeah, they will sell things. No, oh, no, the other no, way around. No, they don't do any of that. They track oh. the market. They track the market, which... So does that affect the percentage of things in the... Oh, they will only, they'll only swap. They will only change the ETF when the, when the, when the underlying index change. So an ETF yes. over the ASX 200 replicates yeah. the ASX 200. So you hear on television um, the ASX 200 or the Ordinaries Index was up 5% on the week. Yes. The, uh, the ETF that tracks the, tracks the um, All Ordinaries yes. will have the exact same stocks that are in that All Ordinaries Index. So yes. when, the, when the All Ordinaries Index is recalculated each, each quarter... Yes. The ETF will swap the stocks, but but if ah, the stock, so that's when they yeah, do it. They yeah. don't. Follow so an ETF will week. an ETF will never outperform the market. Okay, you just can't by definition. Okay, the best you will get is tracking the market with a bit of a discount for the fees that the ETF operator takes out. And you know that they're going to reassess every quarter. Yeah, but follow what's the, to align whatever happens in the market. Yeah. 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 To a new RFM's Thursday Finance and uh, Stephen Pritchard, we're talking about share portfolios and um, should we perhaps think about some more of the sectors? Yeah, so, so you need to have a look at all the sectors. I mean, you've got retail, you've got banking, um, you've got automotive sectors and, of course, you've got um, 
food and tobacco, although there's no tobacco stocks left, it's still called food and tobacco, um, um, and, and those type of things. And you need to think about um, what what sectors you, you, you want to invest in. Um, it may be that... Um, We've got clients who don't want to invest in the mining industry, so we wouldn't invest in the in the, in the mining industry. Uh, we've got others who don't like shopping centres, so you wouldn't invest in the the REIT sector, which is a real estate investment trust. So you need to think about about um, what sectors you want to invest in, and you need to try and think about are they all generally going to move together? For example, if there if there was a a downturn in um, retail businesses, the retail sector's going to be going down because the retail sector's actually split as well. So you've got consumer durables, which is, uh, and consumer consumer durables, and and which are basically um, Coles and Woolworths and and, and things you've got to buy. Right, so so things that you have to keep. And then you've got consumer discretionary retailers, which are... um, the Myers and the Harvey Normans and the JB Hi-Fi, right. which involves things like clothes and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, new televisions and yeah, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. okay. So you've got those split, and 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 then you've got the real estate real estate investment trust. So you want to think that if there's a downturn in consumer spending, um, which ones are going to be affected, and and probably look at weighting your sectors so so that yeah, you know, you're not going to be affected altogether. So um, and and likewise. An uptick, in, an uptick in consumer spending is going to affect the, the consumer... Um, Confidence? Yeah, mm-hmm. the consumer stocks that invest stocks. in discretionary spending. Like, yeah. you, know, you know, people feel wealthier, they go out and buy um, a, a new plasma television or, or LCD television now and yeah. whatever the latest electronic gizmo is. And, and a lot of those shops are on um, turnover in. So the more turnover goes through the shop the more the retail investment trusts go up as well. And at the moment you're seeing um, at the moment you're seeing the automotive industry is going through hard times. Um, mm-hmm. seven, for 17 months uh, automotive sales have fallen down 10% in August. So, so the automotive stocks are probably something you, do, you would think about um, avoiding at the moment. Okay. All righty. So those are some of the different sectors. Yeah, so you sectors. need to have a look at the sectors and make yeah. sure you don't end up with all your, all, your, all your money in sectors that are correlated as well. Thursday Finance, we've looked at different sectors. We've looked at diversifying in our portfolio. What else do we need to think about? One of the things that people often forget about uh, when they're investing in the share market, particularly new people, is you need to keep some cash. Okay. You need to keep some cash, and and we always recommend about five percent. So because because there's all sorts of opportunities that come along um, in the share market. So there's things like uh, rights issues. Um, so you might be invested in a company, and they decide to do a rights issue, which means that they're going to offer you some shares that are usually at a discount to the market price. And so to maintain your proportional holding in the company, you need to take those those shares up and as I said they're usually a discount to a proportional price and 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 you, you the share price and you want to you want to uh, take advantage of that discount the other thing of course like that is share purchase plans um, now they're, they're becoming more popular um, the Securities Commission's just increased the, the maximum of those to thirty thousand dollars which is more than most retail investors would want to put in but in any event um, the share purchase plans are popular with companies because they can just issue those on a couple of page document and once again they're usually done at a discount to market price um, so um, you probably want to look at, at taking those up as well and if you haven't got any cash 
um, we've got a problem. And then, of course, there's also new issues that might come along that, that you want to acquire from time to time. I mean, um, there's a couple of there's a couple of uh, 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 things that are coming around. I mean, uh, Magellan's doing a capital raising now for a new fund, um, and, and I know a lot of people think that's very popular. And if you haven't got any cash, um, you can't do it. You can't do it, and you also might not want to sell your existing things. So having some cash aside gives you the optionality of taking advantage of, of, of these um, opportunities that come along. And also once you start to get a reasonable site portfolio of you know, 10 or 12, 14, 20 stocks, you're going to regularly get these um, opportunities for share purchase plans and rights issues um, that come along. So, so you need to make sure you keep some cash aside to fund these things and you don't have to either miss out on the opportunity um, or, or, or or have to sell something that you don't want to sell to, to buy something else. So you could also dip into it for a new car, perhaps. You can dip into it for a new car if you like. So, so you're getting a new car, Jane. I'm not. I actually, my new I, car I, is now four years old. Four That's years still old. Yeah, it's still new. Yeah, mine's, mine's three years old. Um, and actually, I, was, I had one of my clients in the other week who's, who's a, a, a sales, I think it's a general manager of sales or some yeah. important title like that, one of the local car dealers. And he told me, Stephen, if you want to buy a new car, now's the time to buy it. Because, Now's the time. We'll remember that. <laughs> well, that's what he said. And, and of course, the sales are down 10% yeah. in August. So yeah. the, the dealers... Let's go. Want to get the cars out the door. So. And that's Thursday Finance for today. And we'll be back again next week. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.